love sister moms. The name of this episode is Sis, Take Off Your Cape. So first before we start, Shelly, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I have me a new therapist. Yay. Yes, I love my last therapist as well, but um, this one, she's different. She's specifically for me for this stage and season of my life. And um, she keeps it 100. And so I'm, I need that. I don't need the run around. I don't do the beat around the bush. Let's just talk so we can move forward. And she does just that. And so I'm real proud of myself for even advocating to say, I need this and I did it. So that's where I'm at. Great job, girl. How about you, Janisha? Y'all, I have amazing mom win, which is Imani turned 27 months on the 22nd. And I am officially done breastfeeding party you need a party like legit whenever whenever I told somebody they like why why are you saying it like it's not something we're supposed to be celebrating like when we going out <laughs> so it's been a journey um now I can drink my Shakeology amongst other things what about you Britt how are you I'm doing good I'm trying to get on your level and you know stop nursing hopefully soon in my in the very near future um but yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing really well. Good. Okay. So that's a new voice that none of you have heard before. Um, I want to introduce you all to Brittany Jefferson. Brittany Jefferson is a friend of mine that I met back in college. We both went to UNLV in Las Vegas and we took a hip hop dance class together. Um, although Brit is, I guess, shy is what people might say. Well, she wasn't very shy that day. And she came up to me and was like, you going she didn't say this, but her perspective was that's gonna be my friend. And so we became friends. And it's been like over 10 years, I can't count, but over 10 years that we've been um, friends. So um, another thing is uh, those who heard a couple episodes ago, I talked about a book, Character is Beauty. Brittany is a member of my Healing for My Hills ministry and also a co-author of the book. Not only is she a co-author, but she actually was inspired to even do the book. So thanks to Brit, Characters Beauty was birthed. Um, and she actually wrote that, intro that introductory section about how the book came about. Um, but enough about my connection with Brittany. So Brittany Jefferson is a author, a wife, a mother, and a licensed clinical social worker. So for those, um, since we're on Sister Moms podcast, starting out with mom questions. So Brittany, how many children do you have? <laughs> I have five, four boys and one daughter. And how old are these five children? 18, nine, eight, three, and one. Okay, girl, you got a whole basketball team over there. <laughs> so one of the questions Shelly and I had thought about was like let's ask her were any of your children planned absolutely not not one <laughs> not one was planned they so moms, in my life <laughs> so moms I know y'all know all about that these children come out of nowhere they don't care what's going on in your world they like we we here yeah yeah so <laughs> um so the reason we invited Brittany on today is uh, kind of a, it, it stemmed from our last episode. Our last episode was Sis, You Need Help. And we talked about, you know, women being comfortable with asking for help. And 
one of the ways you could get help is through therapy. Sometimes that's what you need. Um, Shelly and I are both big advocates for therapy. We've both had, at this point, multiple therapists. <laughs> I had one before, while I was pregnant, in order to try to avoid postpartum depression, I had one, a different one at the end of my pregnancy and after, and then I had one later, more dealing with non-mom type stuff. But big, big, big advocate for therapy. I attribute a big part of it to how I got to where I am today. So yeah, we're not just choosing random people. This is our heart. Like we know people need it and we're excited to have an expert here to uh, have this conversation with us. So um, Shelly's going to get started on the interview of Miss Brittany Jefferson. Yes. Welcome, Brittany. Oh my gosh. I've heard about you. I see you every morning on our morning workouts, our virtual workouts. And I'm asking Denisha, like, did I meet her? <laughs> but now I get to get to know you even more like I'm so excited um and so Janisha talked a little bit about our last episode is like advocating and encouraging for women to get the help that they need and so my first question to you Brittany is um why do you believe women struggle struggle asking for help um I think there's just a stigma in general uh with with postpartum depression perinatal depression um, it's not something that we talk about. A lot of moms don't share their stories. Um, they just kind of go through it. And, and then a lot of the times we don't even realize, right, as, as women who are pregnant or just had a baby, that we're even depressed. We just think it's, it's solely, um, you know, us and our life circumstances and the situations going on um, that's causing us to feel the way we're feeling when in actuality it's the hormones and the chemical imbalances that the hormones bring into the brain that's so true like I remember saying the same those words like well duh I'm tired because I just had a baby duh I'm tired because now I'm going to work and so every symptom of postpartum I had a way to explain it away <laughs> yes I have a husband like I'm not a single mom I'm I don't need help, you know? You keep, especially you talk about that Mary piece, it's like, oh, I just know I'm gonna have all the help in the world. That doesn't stop the chemical imbalance from happening, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. so it's so important to be educated. So my next question is about that stigma. Um, how does the stigma of therapy in the black community impact the likelihood of women or um, moms from getting help or seeking therapy in specific? So again, one, we don't talk about it, um, but then two, we view the mental health that we do talk about, right? We view it as, as the people that are supposedly crazy, right? Or the extreme. So, um, you know, the people that are attempting to commit suicide or killing their babies or, you know, just doing extreme acts. And so we don't view postpartum or the, the symptoms that we go through after having babies as, as a mental illness when in actual in actuality, it is. It's a mental illness. There's an imbalance going on in the body, and your body is trying to find ways to adjust. The other thing um, is a lot of the times in the Black community, we say, well, we'll pray it away, right? Like, we'll, we'll pray this away. But even in the Bible, he tells us sometimes um, you seek other counsel, right? So your counsel might not just be the church, or it might not just be through prayer. It might be like, no, let me bring you a person, right? Let me bring you a therapist or a mentor or friend that has been through this that can tell you what got them through it. And so uh, a part of that stigma, I'll go back through it again. A part of that stigma is just feeling like we can pray it away. 
um, mental illness not being widely discussed in our communities, um, uh, lack of education, right, um, about postpartum depression and just depression in general or mental illness in general. Um, so these are the reasons why. Okay, well, I mean, I feel like <laughs> we're Black, we're women, so we're sitting here nodding our heads like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question, um, the weight of being a woman, that's kind of like the theme of this, this segment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this crazy expectation that women, that women are super women. Um, although society has shifted to where women work, uh, there wasn't anything ever taken off of our plate when we decided, hey, we want to go to work. We're still moms. We still work. We still do so much. Um, so how do you think this, in addition, has impacted the need for therapy? So are you asking, like, um, in working and being a mom and all these other titles that we hold? Yeah. Um, I think it makes it that much more of a need, right? Like, you just need somewhere to uh, debrief, um, somewhere to be able to go to breathe where it's, a, it's solely about you, right? Um, a non-judgment zone. Um, so I, I think because we pick up all these extra roles, right, and are still required to do certain roles in excellence, um, we need therapy even more. And what the insight that therapy can bring um, to the subject that you're talking about is maybe it doesn't look the way you saw it done when you were growing up, right? So like my mom, my mom worked, but my mom was a teacher. And so in the summer times, my mom was off. I'm not off in the summertime. So the time that I have with my children or the way I'm mothering in the time is going to look completely different than what I saw her do. Um, and so these are things that therapy um, can help with. It will bring things into perspective, right? And help you find harmony for your life and not what works for someone else's. Okay. That's good. I mean, <laughs> have more roles. you need more help for yourself, not just um, I need someone to wash the dishes. I need mm-hmm. some someone to help me with what's going into my head, what's going into my heart, you know? So it's not just taking off the weight of the tangible things. Yeah, there's emotional weight, there's mental weight that also also comes with those titles. So I really appreciate you kind of hashing that out (laughs) for someone like me who was like, I don't need help, I'm good. (laughs) Right. I'm gonna hand the next question or next segment over back to Janisha. So before I move on, I really, one thing that stuck with me was um, women going to therapy to have some time for it just to be about themselves, right? Because as moms, now you become selfless, right? It's not about me anymore. It doesn't matter. My life doesn't matter. Everything is about my child. That's what's most important. But I remember early on that learning that a healthy mom is a healthy woman first. You can't be a healthy mom unless you're healthy yourself. Um, So just recognizing that you have to look at yourself. You do have to take care of your kids, but you have to take care of yourself first to be able to take care of your kids. So I, I had to learn that. And that was that's a big, big thing that a lot of moms struggle with. So next question, Britt. Um, I know you, but I want you to share a little bit more about your experiences as a mom, you know, just kind of in this vein, like, you've talked about, oh, I am a um, business owner. I am, I lead these organizations. I do all these things and I have five kids, uh, so, or children. So how do you manage it all? And if there's any particular experience you 
feel comfortable sharing with us that will kind of help in this space of what we're talking about, you know, you can share that as well. Okay. So honestly, first and foremost, I'm like, God, help me with this. Help me be strategic. Because if I try to do this in my own will, I will not be successful at anything. Um, Sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, how did I accomplish this? You know? Um, So I, the, I think the biggest thing is I had to change my own perspective about what, what my roles look like, right? So what my roles as a wife look like, what my roles as a business owner look like, what my roles as a therapist. And in some ways, although like most therapists will say, don't compartmentalize everything. I had to compartmentalize a lot of things um, in order to get through. Um, and I had to be strategic about the way that I schedule things in my own life so that I can accomplish what I need. Um, First and foremost, I always say like, I have to be good first because if I'm not good, everything else falls apart. But if I'm okay, then my children are okay. If I'm okay, then my husband is okay. Like I can be a better mom than a better wife, than a better therapist and a better business owner. Um, And so I would say the same thing to other moms. You know, um, if you're a believer, one partner with God and ask God, like, how do I do this? How do I be strategic? Um, and when I'm not as successful as I would like to be, how do I have grace on myself? Right. Um, so there are times where I felt like I'm not giving enough, enough attention to my kids school, you know, or, you know, their sports, or maybe I'm not sitting down and reading enough. I'll tell you with my first son, I read every day, like from the time he was born, I had a book. And I would read a book every day to him to the point where I want to say by the time he was three months, I was reading four books a day, right? Um, and I had this expectation that I have to do the same same thing with my other children. And it, it just didn't work out that way. <laughs> I was entirely too, um, it, was, it was a lot of work. And so um, I had to learn to have grace and to be able to do like what I can um, to the the best ability that I can. And when I couldn't meet certain deadlines or my own expectations, like everything is still going to be okay. They're breathing, they're healthy. I'm breathing, I'm healthy and we're good. Um, I will tell you that um, related to postpartum with my first son and my last son, um, I went through postpartum depression myself. With my first son, I was unaware Um, When I tried to reach out and ask for help or even ask my own mom, like, did you go through this? I kept hearing like, no, girl. And none of my friends had kids. So I was the only one who was who had experienced pregnancy and who had this baby. And so I, I didn't know where to go and I didn't know who to ask for help. So I started to internalize. Um, everything and which in turn made me go into this, um, cycle of trying to be perfect right so that's why I was reading to my son every day that's why I was trying to teach as a newborn I'm trying to teach him colors like look this is this color this because I'm like okay I just got to teach him you know I got to make sure I'm teaching him I was stressing out like every night I'm washing him up you know I'm giving him a bath and in the morning I'm going to wash him up I was stressed about just being this perfect mom um, that was almost impossible to be. Um, and so I didn't have support. And so with, in, with any of my friends that had children or 
um, who came to me about their own experiences, I wanted to make sure I was at that support. And I didn't realize I had actually gone through postpartum depression until I was in graduate school. And so by the time I started graduate school, I was I already had another baby. So this is me going, you know, two, three years of not knowing what was going on with me. Um, with my youngest son, I knew immediately what I was going through um, as far as like it being postpartum depression. And so as soon as I had him, I did see therapy. I actually saw therapy while I was pregnant with him. I didn't think that the therapist was a good fit. And so the entire time I was in those two or three sessions I did with her, I'm analyzing her from a therapist's point of view, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, that didn't work that well um, for me. And then the, the second person I decided to go to, um, she, she happens, happens to be a pastor, but she's also a licensed psychologist here in Nevada. Um, and so uh, she's now my mentor. I went to her for therapy and it was the best journey of my life. So, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that really is. Like, I love that, you know, as a therapist, not only do you have the book knowledge, but you also have the experience, you know, um, relatable experience that just helps you to connect with people on an even deeper level. So. That's, that's amazing. Um, and I like that you gave us practical steps, you know, not just big picture, be balanced. <laughs> um, but very practical steps to take. So I like that. Um, with that, what do you say to a mom who is potentially experiencing postpartum depression, who doesn't have a working definition or a clue that she's experiencing these specific symptoms. Um, so what would you say if you kind of saw someone that's like, I think. So I just saw someone recently, right? Um, who had a baby, the baby's about eight weeks old. Um, and she just doesn't seem like herself. She's a, an extremely bubbly person, right? And so when um, I saw her, she still has a, she still has her personality, but it's like toned down. Um, and she's normally on 10 and she was on five. And so I was asking her, I said, um, you know, how, how do you feel? She's like, oh, I'm not experiencing any postpartum depression whatsoever. But I saw all the signs and symptoms, yeah. not as a therapist, but as a person who, who's been there, you know? Um, and I said, well, you know, sometimes as moms, we don't get things um, perfect, right? We don't get it 100% right. Just know that you're doing your best with what with what you're equipped with right now. And as you as you practice, right? Because we think that uh, being a mom is an automatic thing, but it's a daily practice for the rest of that child's life, right? Even when they're, they're grown and 70 years old themselves, like you're still practicing right. on how to be a better mom. And so um, that that's the best knowledge is letting people know like you're in a daily practice and how do you become perfect? Well, you don't really become perfect, but how do you get better at something? You keep practicing. And so even if, like, I just let her know, like, even if you're not getting it the way you want, just keep practicing, try again, do, you know, set a different goal for the next day. And, and I think something resonated with her. Um, and I just let her know, like, you can give me a call. I'm here for you. If you just want to talk, if you just want, you know, to bring the baby by and sit 
you know, because you don't want to drop, drop the baby off because you're not comfortable. But if you just want to come by and sit, just know that I'm here for you in whatever capacity you need. So um, just not, don't make them feel uh, alone. Don't make them feel like it's just them. Just let them know you're available and uh, that they, they're practicing being a better mom every day. So it's like you encourage them, um, but as a social worker, um, as a therapist, you open the door of opportunity. If you want to talk to me more, you know, you can. That's good. Yes. I like, I like that because she didn't even use the word grace, but she literally showed like, or gave him an example of this is what grace is. You're not going to be perfect. It's a, it's an, a daily exercise. She didn't have to say the word. And so for a lot of us, we're like, okay, yeah, grace, grace. That sounds great. I hear it all the time at church, grace, grace, grace. But literally this is, it's okay. And the way she said it, I want her voice to be like, <laughs> sounds. <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's good. That was, and Brittany's so sweet, y'all. She is the sweetest <laughs> thing ever. Um, so I'm not surprised by how sweet her response was. <laughs> um, so our last question for you, how can therapy improve women's experiences as mothers? Um, well, one, you have to find the right therapist, right? Um, yeah. Two, if you're seeking therapy for um, postpartum and, and, uh, or even depression during pregnancy, um, I think it's important to find a therapist who has experience being a mom as well. Um, because it's great getting book knowledge. It's different when you experience it, right? And so I think, I think that aspect is going to be very important in your therapy journey. And so once you start that journey, it will help you, again, put things into perspective. It will help you um, to feel um, um, better about yourself. You'll have more grace for yourself. Um, and it will help you identify like what type of mom you want to be and what's what motherhood style works for you. I like that motherhood style. We got to use that, Shelly. <laughs> yes, we do. I like that. <laughs> that was so good. Like, you know, I listen to so many people talk about uh, what therapy is for them. But when you talk about what therapy is for you as a mom or anyone in a specific season of their life, it's like, I don't feel comfortable talking to anyone that hasn't been through this journey. It's so different. You know, you can be, you can have all the certification you want, but if you know exactly, you can feel what I feel, mm -hmm. I can, I'm more prone to open up to you. And I felt like that covered a lot of the questions when we talked about stigma and things like that. How do you break the stigma? I mean, you talk to someone who maybe looks like you, who's had experiences like you and like, that's everything because it doesn't feel like you're going to someone to unpack all your life's burdens. It feels like you're sitting there talking to a friend, you know? Uh, a, a friend with some degrees that know what they're talking about <laughs> with some degrees. It's so funny when you said um like you can feel so like if you find someone who's been through it you can feel what they feel it resonated with me um I recently my mentor just said that to me I said well why why am I able to feel what's going on with people sometimes and she said that's exactly why when you can feel it it gives you the ability to press in more and so um you touch right on it. Like as a therapist, when I can feel what's going on, I know where to keep pressing and, and keep helping them to break down those barriers that they that has been put up in their life. That's good. 
Yes, and this is so good for me, Shelly. Like um, those who don't know, I'm a life coach and I've been working on building a program for new moms. And a lot of the material that Brittany covered today just kind of breathe, what Shelly, breathe what? <laughs> Reignited. Yeah, that's a good one right there. We always, we're always talking about like, we still have this mom brain. What's the word, girl? What's the word? I still have it. Now, and it's horrible. I'm in the middle of a session like, you know, help me, that word. <laughs> right here with me right now. Yes. <laughs> or just kind of like, re, like help you remember, like, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. This is why it matters. Yeah. Recommitting, yeah. read everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything. And just like confirms, you know, like to hear from a therapist and a mom of five to say that the things that we were sp speaking about, the path that we were speaking about taking moms through to get to that place of grace and love, like this is what Brittany covered today. So this was good, Britt. <laughs> thank you. Thank you both for having me. And thank you so much for spending your time, for taking time out, because like she said, y'all, she has five kids. <laughs> to her y'all matter the listeners you matter because she took time out her day <laughs> yes so we so appreciate it um we're going to continue to have episodes that encourage women to advocate for themselves so you know Britt, you might hear from us again we might be like what's the word we we looking for brit <laughs> she gonna help us find the right vocabulary to make sure we hit and listen to and um you know hit every topic that women want to talk about want to hear about um, so again, this was episode eight of Sister Moms. We look forward to you all joining us again for episode nine next week. As always, please subscribe and share. <laughs>